0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. I am your host, Brady Wilson, as always, with my co-host, Chase Olschwanger. Good afternoon. Uh, and Zach Babb uh, probably will, will not be joining us this week. We're still kind of waiting. But if he does, you'll hear him. If he doesn't, you know, hopefully see him next week. So, but ladies and gentlemen, I take a lot of pride in saying this. We're going to do it a little bit different this week because I don't know if you heard or not, you know, I mean, we weren't, a, but the Texas Rangers have won the World Series and we are World Series champions. Unreal. And we, Nobody can ever take it away from us. It'll be in, in, you know, it'll be in Globe Life Field and wherever we go. Hopefully we never move again, but we may, you right. never know, in 60 years. It'll always be hanging wherever we're playing. And I think that that is just the greatest thing ever for us Rangers fans. And I, I did want to make a note. I, I, I realize why so many Astros fans <laughs> were so, well, no, are so in denial about 2017. Because that was their first. I mean, imagine if in three years it comes out that all of this, we cheated. It would crush you. Yeah. It. W- I mean, it would, it would literally, all of these awesome feelings would just be dead. And now you'd have to live with the fact that your team cheated to get its first World Series. And so I want to make a note to the Astros fans. I want to extend kind of an olive branch here. I understand why you're so, why you can be in denial about it. And so, oh, no, it, well, he it wasn't that bad. Or, you know, look for other, for, look for reasons to make it Okay. Because this you felt this way. This is the way you felt when you won, and then people try to come and take it away. So I see why they get so defensive about it. I under I didn't understand it before. I understand now. I agree that okay, if someone tried to come in and take this from us, I would definitely want you know to fight. It would you know I I I understand um I understand it, but this is about the Astros. Although you know we could t- <laughs> that rivalry is gonna be fun next year with us and them. That's it's gonna be. Very interesting to yeah. see what happens. 100. percent But again, and I, I I I can't not say it, and just and just I I have to smile when I said that we are the World Series champions. And you know, I know it's it's been a week. You know, obviously, part of me was glad that we finished it, but I was also like, dang, now we gotta wait a whole week till we can talk about this. Um, but I think it's still fresh in everyone else's mind. I saw a lot of Rangers fans that are like, the Cowboys can't hurt me anymore. No one, <laughs> my my team that you know the Rangers finally won, and I think that. A lot of Rangers fans feel that way. A lot of Rangers fans feel that the demons got exercised. You know, I mean, Eric Nadell, the great Eric Nadel, put it the best when he said, you know, it was, I mean, it was, may the ghost of 2011 forever be dead. Something along those lines. And I think he's right. Yeah, I no longer have this vehement hatred towards David Fries and the Cardinals. I still have that hurt from 2011. I still have the hurt that that team didn't win one. Because I I just wish that everyone, because, again, so many likable, like I've said before, so many likable players that just you wish could have gotten a ring with us. I mean, obviously, um, Napoli got one in 13 with the Red Sox, and, and Moreland and Kinsler got one in 18 with the Red Sox. And, you know, More uh, Kinsler, Young, and Colby Lewis are all working with the team right now. So they'll all get a ring. So that, that's nice that Young and those guys will get a ring. And Beltre got to hold the trophy, right. Which was cool, but you just wish that they could have gotten to win that one. That would have just been, it would have solidified Beltre's legacy. It would have solidified a lot of legacies. Right. And unfortunately, they, they just it didn't happen. But I no longer have. I used to hate the Cardinals, and I have Cardinals fans asking me, "Why do you hate us? You beat us, <laughs> like that." It's there's no it's it, it's why Colts fans it's why Colts fans hate the Patriots. They 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 beat them. Of course you hate them, right? If when you get beat by one team, it's why you know you'll you, you'll hear Chargers fans. They hate Patriots fans because they always beat them in the playoffs. But Patriots fans are like, I don't even know who. It's like Thanos. I don't even know who you are, <laughs> you know. And I think it's kind of like that with Cardinals fans. Cardinals fans don't understand that we hate them, and I don't think that's there anymore. No. At least for me, like every I, I was, it was it was Astros number one. Then it was the Cardinals. It was not the Yankees, not the Giants. It was the Cardinals. Now, I'm I'm they they're like any other team to me now. They're neutral. In fact, I actually like them now. Because they're one of the most historical teams in all of baseball. Probably next to the Yankees, Red Sox, and maybe the Dodgers. They're right up there. And they're one of the big legacy franchises that have won. Maybe the the second most championships in the history of baseball, the 11. So it's one of those, like, I can enjoy the Cardinals now. I can enjoy their history and not want to punch someone in the face. I, I can enjoy the St. Louis Cardinals and hope that they do good because all of that hurt is healed now. Right. And I don't want to punch David Fries in the face anymore it's
1: still always going to have you know be in the back of our minds and be like i'll never well, like this team could
0: really 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 have two world series rings but it's okay yeah, it's okay we got one we got one we got our one and i think there's a lot of rangers fans feel that way is look we have our one now of course everyone always you know told me and my dad all we want is one they'd say yeah you say that then you get one you want of course yeah i want another one right but i have my one i can in 20 years i can be telling my kids you know what you know that team was just so—we've we, sucked for the last 20 years. I don't care. That team was so special that I, and I got to experience that. That was the
1: greatest thing. Do you think that this ring would have felt differently if we did pull it out in 2011? You know, still being in a 12-year stretch of not having any playoff success? I think it I think it would
0: have meant more to the kids, the people my age. Right. That—or maybe you I mean—I you're a little— M- Myself, too. I mean, I was—listen,
1: I mean— I was, it hurt me, too. I remember watching. It. I remember exactly where yeah. I was. 2010 see, versus the Giants, I was at Game 5 when we lost. See, I was, I mean, in, I was in bed. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I've I've experienced it, and it was heartbreaking, even when I was 9, 10 years old. But, um, right. you know, now this is, like, really, even in 2011, I was at Game 6 in Miami when the Mavericks won the championship. Like, I've been to these historical events, but now it's, like, these, this is really one that I'm going to always remember. Like, I'm always going to remember being in Game 6 in Miami to watch the Mavericks win their first title. But this is one where, you know. I'm 21, almost 22 years old now. I'm never gonna forget this moment. And you know, who knows what who knows what would have happened back then, um, and how it would feel now if we pulled it out in 2011. But you know what? We don't got to look at it now that way anymore. We got ours. Great win, great run. And you know, we, oh, I, I think we can run it back.
0: I think we can run it back. Yeah, and I I want to make a note again, like you were saying, it doesn't. It makes it, it. It makes the heart go away. I don't have that pain anymore. I don't have that burning. <laughs> That burning pain of we have never—my team has—my mom asked me because, I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone else's Rangers fans. I cried. I cried my eyes out. Me and my dad, we just—I was able to experience it with him. I didn't know if I was going to cry, Um. and I was very happy that we won. And I was—I didn't know. And, of course, the second he started crying, I started crying. <laughs> and then, so we bawled for, like, probably a good half hour. And I think it—my mom was just like, why are you—why are you crying so much? I'm like, just because, finally, I have grown up a Rangers fan ever since I was in— Elementary school, everyone knew how much I loved baseball because I knew more than everyone in the school, including the teacher. Right. <laughs> Even in you know elementary school, and that went through junior high and through high school. Even in high school, all the baseball players, they talked to me about baseball because I think they knew. I knew more about the history of it than they did. They know more about the day-to-day, playing it fundamentals probably, but I knew more about the history of it and the ins and outs of Major League Baseball. Right. And having all the and having like, so many teachers, all the Rangers. I can remember in eighth grade, I remember my history teacher, all oh, the Rangers are the worst team in the league. At that time, we weren't very good. That was right after the 16 team, right? So we were very meh. And I just remember going, We're not the worst team. It's this team. And he's like, Nope, they're the worst team. And I remember that he was, I remember thinking about that, just thinking, We're not the worst team. Tonight and from now until the day pitchers and catchers report, we're the best team in the league. And then the day pitchers and catchers report, the new season starts, we're the defending world champions. It switches. Now, right now, we can celebrate being the world champs. Right. Then the second pitchers and catchers report in spring training starts. You're the defending world champs, yep. and so to 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 have that to be the best team in the league and wondering would I ever experience that? A couple years ago, it was the 10 year anniversary of 2011, and I want to make a public a public apology to my dad for this again. Um, I forced him to rewatch Game Six, 2011, and the reason I think I've told the story, and I may if I haven't, you mm. know, if I did, I don't care. And I forced him to rewatch it, and the reason was again I had never experienced it. I didn't watch it. I was I was asleep. So I wanted to rewatch it with him, and he kind of did just to you know he, it was almost kind of like I want to because he'd only seen the game once and had never seen it again, so he kind of was like I want to I want to make sure my opinions of that game were not wrong like about Nelson Cruz and everything, and so we rewatched it, and after that game we both just sat there and he we just said are we ever gonna win one because that was in the midst of the hundred loss season we were awful, and then now two years later we're the champs. Right. It's just a very surreal feeling. Did you have a bet with your dad about the Rangers? Yes. So you I, lost that bet, didn't you? I, I, it was. It wasn't for anything, but it was. I remember. Oh, it was when I was a kid. It was probably sometime when the. I think it was after 2016, when for the Cowboys, I made a bet with him. I said I think he he he, he always he always would say the Rangers will win one before the Cowboys win win another one, and I thought differently. I thought the Cowboys would. So I made a bet with him the Cowboys would win one before the Rangers. And what's funny is as a DFW sports fan growing up in the era that I have, I never thought any of them would win one. The only one that has is the Mavs, and I don't really remember that too much. So, I I remember telling him, you realize that we're never going to I tell you, I, I remember telling him one time, you realize none of us are ever going to be right about this. Where it's probably never going to happen. Just being that so sh- just being that sure that none of my teams are going to neither of the team is going to win one. So to finally have happen is just, a, it's
1: just an awesome thing. Technically, that bet's still on, though, because the Rangers were still playing as the Cowboys season started. So if the
0: Cowboys win this season, yes.
1: technically they won it at the same time. And
0: on that note, the DFW sports landscape has a chance to do something that's never been done before, all four sports championship in the same <laughs> season, because it wouldn't be in the same year exact. It'd be in the same season. Season, right. right? It'd be the 2023-24 seasons for football, basketball, and hockey. All, and we'll talk about the other no, teams I mean, after I, this. Yeah. But all there's a chance. The one team, if you had said who would have had the most difficult time winning one right now, Mavs. I would have said it was the Rangers. Right, right now after the Rangers won, I would say it's the Mavs. Because it was the Rangers? And no, he never won one. I don't. I don't know. Saying it, the Mavs it, 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 know. Like when the Cowboys exist. It's tough to say. It's, but. it's 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 the pedigree. I'm not going off of almost talent of the team. It's remember the Cowboys. I've seen the the championships. I've seen the championships. At least you know on YouTube, seen the championships from the Stars. Seen it from the Mavs. Never happened for the Rangers, so it was one of those, it can't happen for us. It can happen for the other teams because it's happened before, but it can't happen for the Rangers. What do you mean? What are the Rangers! We we can't win anything, and I think that finally we're getting some respect around Major League yeah. Baseball. Everyone's like, hey, the Rangers are actually a good team, and and for all the people that are saying we bought this, look, I could probably go on a 45-minute uh, you know, breakdown about how we acquired each player, and I'm not going to do that, but I've broken it down a couple times before about how we acquired it. This was not bought. This was how, when Marvin Miller, who was the president, who was the players union guy, you know, in the 70s, when he was telling the owners what free agency was designed for, because they thought, free, owners thought free agency was, you know, wild, wild west, and we lose everything, and the players get everything. And Marvin Miller was like, no, 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 free agency is designed so when, you know, at the, at the, at the end of the season, you feel you have a really good team. That you can fill the holes on that team with a couple players from free agency. That, you know, you go from a good team to now a pennant contender. A, a, you know, a, a true contender that can win the World Series. That's the design of free agency. And the Rangers used it to to perfection. Yeah. Look, we have young players coming up. We've got Evan Carter that's going to be coming up. Josh Young, Garcia, and Lowe, and Haim, and Tavares are all developing yeah. in the major leagues. I went back and watched some of those 2021 highlights. And a lot of the highlights, there's Garcia, there's Lowe, there's Heim, there's Tavares. You can see the nucleus beginning to build just a couple years ago. And so you, you build it from within, make some shrewd trades and some shrewd acquisitions like Garcia, Lowe and Heim. And you, you draft and signed international agents. Well, and Tavares and young and Carter and, you know, Jose, the and you, you, you know, Josh Spores was a DFA pickup and, Chapman was a good deadline pickup, and then you supplement those guys with big-name free agents. Right, and you go out and spend $500 million Seager, on Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Simeon. John Gray, right. Nathan Navaldi, Andrew Heaney, Jacob deGrom. You, then you ought to make big-time trades. I know I mentioned Chapman, but big-time trades when you realize you have a team that could win. Because Chris Young, there was an article I read, and he was you know, he, he asking his wife, like, am I doing the right thing by trading for all these players? Because you know, if we don't win, then I could have just screw us up for the future. But he was aggressive, and he believed in his aggressiveness, and then we won the World Series. And so I do not care what Cole Reagans or Luis Angel Acuna, Thomas Sujesi, or Tako Roe become. They could become four Hall of Fame players, greatest of all time. I do not care. Yeah. We won a ring, and we and because of how we got to the playoffs, it was what a game and a half up on Seattle you know, this close to not being in the playoffs. Literally you one need, game away you, from making you, this in the playoffs. You needed everybody. Yeah. You needed everybody. That is what's important here, is that you needed every single player that did anything for you, whether it was Ian Kennedy, who was not very good for you. But you still, it's, you know what I mean? I still believe in the philosophy. You still needed everybody, the bad players and the good players. You needed every single person to help you win the championship. And and, 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 and you got it. And, and that's what matters Rangers fans. And we'll probably be announcing the Rangers of the World Series champions at that's got that you know that that's gonna that's be the new opening of the show, Chase. You now I'm gonna start opening it with and the Rangers of World Series Champions. <laughs> good. I just want to remind everybody, if you case you forgot, because it's it's that exciting. It's finally my team is a winner. Right. And finally we can celebrate a championship team. And that parade was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, I had I was like front. I mean, it was it was really cool to be there with 60,0, 700,000 Rangers fans. Yeah. That... And again, I, I mentioned this. I think on the last week's show, but I'm going to mention it again. Cowboys fans, Mavs fans, and Stars fans—the generations have problems meshing sometimes because, like, well, I'm going to use my dad as my example. Okay, because he's old. Ha ha ha. <laughs> he's he's been alive for all five of the Cowboys championships and was has memory of four. And you know, obviously, was watching the Stars win the Stanley Cup, and watched the Mavs win in 2011. So I can't he can't relate to how I feel because I didn't see 20 I don't remember I remember the celebration 2011, but I don't remember the Cowboys I wasn't alive. I wasn't alive for the stars. So he's seen that. I haven't. So there's a disconnect there mm-hmm. right It's hard to bond because my, my life of the stars has been all close same thing with the Cowboys. But with the Rangers every single person, whether you're 80 or you're eight can relate to the feeling of we won. No one has ever seen this. I mean that that again. No matter how old or young you are, you've never seen this. And I think that's what bonded a lot of Rangers fans was that finally we can all unite and say we've all seen this. Every generation has now seen a Rangers championship, yeah. and I think it was really fun to watch. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was awesome. And Evaldi, and I mean, we could break down that game. Ivaldi was dealing. He was getting. Listen, in trouble. Listen,
1: listen, we said this before the sh- before the show. He had a one million whip. He did. Right? His, he did his job. But that zero ERA.
0: And That's thing. all that matters. Same thing with Chapman. Chapman came in there, you know. No, no, no. it was just was it? Oh, yeah, Chapman came in and came. Yeah, it Chapman su- came in to start this. It was the, such a the, blur. Came in, <laughs> he came in for the seventh. That's right. He came in an inning early, and he did his job. He Did his job. He he he, he got the guys out, and then Spores came in and was just dominating. And played
1: two in two innings for
0: Spores and. Spores can never pitch another inning, and he'll be he'll have a statue out in front of Globe <laughs> Life. And we <laughs> we were talking about this before the show too. Like you know, it looks like Garver might leave. Yeah. Garver's the one that I'm focusing in on.
1: Clearing up that DH spot for O's honey Garver, <laughs> we'll talk about that
0: in a second. <laughs> Garver can go anywhere, and that includes Houston. I think as long as he doesn't badmouth the Rangers, which I don't think any of these guys would, I think they're all too close. Yeah. We're going to cheer for him. Yeah. He true. could plead playing for the Astros next year. And when he comes up to bat, I'm going to cheer for him. Mm-hmm. I do, it, it, every single player on this team has a history in Rangers fans' minds. And it, it kind of sucks. We, we already lost one. Ian Kennedy, already retired. Yeah. I know, again, not a notable player. Right, but, again, still, you know, yeah. but still, it's kind of like, man, there goes... We already have the first one from the team that's retiring. You know, then there's going to be more. And that's going to be sad, I think, when the last one. And it's going to be a while, because Evan Carter is so young yeah. and is going to be so good for so long that I think you're okay. You, know, you don't have to worry about... you know. But I think with that, when that last one retires, in my prediction, it will be Evan Carter. It's going to be pretty sad, you know, that you know, this guy was on the team and you know yeah. and now that that time is truly it was it was the same feeling I got when Beltre and Andrews, especially when Andrews got traded. Yeah. It was like that's the last one from those teams. That's it. Now there's still a, he's still he's still playing. He's in Chicago. I mean and uh I, I think there was everyone else I think is gone. Because Cruz is retired. Just retired. So Tommy Hunter was from, was from the 10 team, not the 11. He was on the 11, but he was on the World Series team. We traded him for Koji Ohara. It, it's just it's kind of sad to remember, like, man, there's, there's not many left. And it's the same thing now with, with this team. It's like, eventually, there's not going to be many left. But I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking they're all here. Right. And we can watch this team. And next year, we we'll, we could run it back. I mean, the team is going to be—the lineup is going to be mostly the same. You could improve in the DH spot. Right. With, I mean, Justin Foskey and Wyatt Langford are they're, 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 they're coming. Sorry for the stutter there, but they're coming. Yeah, I mean, those two guys get hit. Foscue is blocked, and he's not that much of a defender. So he's probably going to be... I've heard rumors that he's your opening to ADH if you don't make a signing, if you don't sign anybody. And then there's the big one. There's been a couple rumors, and we're going to kind of transition to the offseason now for baseball. Again, the Rangers are World Series Series champs, And I will remind every Astros fan, because now we have (laughs) two. Eh, Sort of. But we have one now. You can't you can't use us then we're ringless. We will have a gold pennant in Life field. Yes, we will. You can have that AL West, you know. You you can have it. You can have that AL West championship. We'll, we'll take the league and we'll, we'll take the World we'll, Series. We'll take the yeah, the the American League and the World Series. Thank you very much. Um and then of course I do have to mention Corey Seager just at the at, at the parade. <laughs> People were wondering what would happen if the Rangers didn't win the World Series and then just his so like he he almost seemed Perturbed to say it, but it was just—I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, so great, you know, and 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 people forget that he was on that 17 Dodgers team, so he already has that oh, kind of yeah. hatred of the Astros from that. Right. Anyway, the Rangers are linked to two big free agents, and I think it's been getting. And, and look, it's fun to get excited. It really is just to think that next year Josh Hader and Shohei Otani could be on the Rangers, and it, it's the set Otani reminds me of Degrom. Oh, I want him. I want him so badly on my on my baseball team, but is it realistic? Would he want to come here? Because I remember when going into last offseason, thinking I want Degrom. Oh my! It would be so much fun to have Degrom on my team. It'd be it'd be like it will be the show type thing, right? And but just thinking he's not going to come here. I thought he was going to the Braves. He wants to be closer to home. He's he he's not coming to the Rangers. No one ever comes. I know Seeger and Simeon came here, but I still was in that mindset of. Nobody wants to come to the Rangers. Now it's everybody wants to come to the Rangers. Come on, let's let's go into the championship. Adding Otani would be, I don't care. I mean, in Chris Young, we trust, and everyone's like, well, you gave him too much money. Remember, baseball is you spend as much as your owner wants to spend, mm-hmm. and clearly he's shown to go. He went. Over, he we went over the luxury tax this year. I didn't realize we did, but apparently we did. And so clearly, Ray Davis has shown an ability to go over the luxury tax, and he would do it again. Yeah. I mean, you got to think if he wins a championship every year, I'd pay that fine. Sure, here's money that I have to burn. I'll win a championship, and I think it's worth it. Yeah, and I think that we did the approach it. I think, and you're seeing other teams start to think about this, make those. It's why I think the trade market's heating up so much. Well, had the Rangers every team had this team build this every year, baseball changes because everyone looks at how the World Series champion built their team, and how can we mimic that? And it's why I, it's my theory as to why. A trade market is so hot right now. At least that's from the, all the reports that I'm getting is that trade market's the biggest part right now. It's free agency's kind of, mean, eh, trade market's where it's at because everyone look at the Rangers. Well, look, they may trade it for Lowe. They traded for, they traded for Heim. They traded for Garcia, technically. They traded for, I mean, they- are Cash. Yeah. <laughs> they traded for, they traded for Dane Dunning. Yep. They, they made a lot of shrewd moves and were able to build this team. So I think everyone else was looking at how can we make those kind of deals that are under the radar. Nathaniel Lowe was a platoon player in Tampa Bay. Garcia was a forgotten prospect. Heim was an intriguing switch hitting catching prospect, right? So you had the intrigue for those guys, but you we were willing to take a chance on them, and I think we're both I think we're all very happy that we did. I think so. It was and so again now moving to the offseason fully here. I want bullpen help for the Rangers. Um, the biggest guy I'm in on is is uh, Hector Neris. I think it'd be fun to bring in an Astro. Him, Mayton, or Stanek. Bring them all three in. I don't care. Do what the Cowboys did with the safeties. Remember a couple years ago, they brought in DeMonte Casey and J-Ron Curse and Malik Cooker. They brought in like four safeties. Oh, yeah. And they were like, and like, you know, two of them are stuck now. It's, so I, I, I like that idea of bringing in a lot of guys and just seeing if we can get a couple of them to stick. Because again, relief pitching... Is very weird, and I want Rangers fans to to get. Keanu to, Neal as well, by the way. What
1: Keanu Neal as well, by the way? Yeah, yeah, that, that was the other one. Keanu yeah. Neal, that was the other
0: one. It's like all Falcons. Yeah, it was, we we, built this, we Dan Quinn's built his old defense. The um, relief pitching is very volatile. I've said this thing every show, and I'll continue to say it. It is very weird. This bullpen could come back next year and shove. It it, it it's. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago when Edwin Diaz was like, they were talks about him getting cut. Him getting DFA'd, he was that bad for the Mets. And he something clicked. It just it happens. Sometimes things just click for guys for a couple years, and sometimes that's why the sustained closers deserve to be in the hall of but fame. I don't, I,
1: don't, I don't think taking that chance is worth
0: it. I think you have to bring no, in someone. I'm not saying you shouldn't bring in anybody. I'm just saying that if if I think people are expecting us to sign the top four relief pitchers and just completely buy a new bullpen, yeah, you're not going to. I'd like to bring back Chapman. Let's say so let's say you bring back Chapman. And you may want to bring back Will Smith. I mean, come on. He's three World Series championships. He's, he's clearly the good luck charm. Um, I saw a joke on a Yankees fan page that was like, we need to give Will Smith like $20 million a year <laughs> just to, co- to come to our team because clearly that's the, that's the secret. Remember, Will Smith won in 2022. I wouldn't mind bringing Will Smith in simply because he's a good against lefties. He's an he, He's a good... I like how Bochy used him in the playoffs, which is, hey, I've got two lefties coming up here to finish the inning. You get these two guys out. That way you don't have to face all three batters. Yeah. It, it, it would be—I still—if we brought him back, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't be—because he wouldn't be the closer anymore. He's lost that role. Yeah. But let's say you brought back Chapman, right? So you'd have LeClerc. You'd have Chapman. You'd have Spores. Burke. Hernandez looked really good mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So there's already the makings of a bullpen right there. And then, obviously, let's say you bring back Montgomery. Well, at some point in the year, Heaney's probably going to go back to the bullpen because if you bring back Montgomery, Evaldi, Scherzer, Montgomery, Gray, Dunning. DeGrom come back second half of the year. That means Heaney, already opening day, has got to go to the bullpen, him him or Dunning. So, you... it's The thing is, you're not going to sign five new top relief pitchers to remake your whole bullpen. What you're probably going to do is sign, I'd expect, maybe two notable guys... Maybe two more kind of Will Smith-type guys, not the superstars. I think if you sign Hader, then maybe one more or two more, and then that's really going to be it. I mean, Hader's going to cost a lot of money for a closer. And I know people, look, if, and, and if you want Josh Hader, I'm just warning you, if you don't like old this Chapman, get ready, because Josh Hader's a little bit of this is kind of the same. You know, when he's on, he's practically unhittable. When he's off and he's missing... He's very hittable. He's not, he's not, he's hittable. He's wild. And thankfully he limits his wildness, but you know, not as much as you'd probably like. I mean, he, he, people forget, you know, more than halfway through
1: the season through like 25 total saves. He was under a one ERA and under a one whip.
0: Like he's dominating. He, he was dominant. He's he, just wild. Right. It's the only problem with haters. He's wild. And, and I don't like that. It sounds like he quit on his team last year, but I'm I'm also willing to concede that, okay, the Padres right now are just kind of like a cesspool of uh, dysfunction and problems and power struggles. And, I mean, Bob, if, if you can't win with Bob Melvin, manager, something's going on down there. Yeah. And so I'm very curious as to think, did Hayter quit not because he's a bad person or he's a quitter or this, but because he knew that he was on a sinking ship and was just trying to survive to get on a new ship? Yeah. So I'm willing to, it's kind of like with Chapman, I'm willing to concede that maybe it wasn't him having personality issues and just him trying to get out of San Diego and just trying to get out of there with his arm intact, which that makes sense. I understand that. But if it was what I what it sounds like almost, what I think the Padres are trying to paint it as, is that he quit on the team, then i got a huge problem with that. Yeah. But I'm willing to believe, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt almost, that it was dysfunction and they were asking him to basically save the ship and he knew he couldn't. And he didn't want to risk an injury. I, I, I understand that. I get that. So We'll see. We'll we'll see. And then the Rangers obviously Otani and and I think right now though, bring back Montgomery would be the biggest thing. And even if you don't bring back Montgomery, it's not the end of the world. You just would like to.
1: Do you think if we were to bring in Otani, right, and give him whatever four hundred and fifty million dollar, whatever, who who's
0: coming back? Can we afford to bring people back? Yeah, you can afford. The, the, remember, I mean, Ray Davis is clearly saying he's going to open up the checkbook. So, I mean, and remember, this year, you have $20 million coming off the books in just Martin Perez alone. Right. So there's $20 million that you could that's free right there that you can give to anybody. And uh, you got some money coming off the books. And, like, next year, we have a, not a lot of money on the books because Heaney, would his, his money is coming off. Evaldi's money is coming off. Scherzer's, like, 20 million that we're paying him is coming off. So you're gonna have a lot of money down the road. People are, i mean, I think Ray Davis would be willing to go one more year to over over the luxury tax, and then be okay the next few years, right. right? So, but we'll see. In Chris Young, I trust. I think in Chris Young, we both trust, of course. And whatever he decides to do, he has earned my complete, 100% blind faith at this point. So, and now to move to some other stuff in baseball news, um, here we go. The MLB, we have some manager stuff going on. Uh, obviously, Bob Melvin go to the Giants, going the Bruce Bochy route, going from San Diego to the Giants without being fired. And then you got the big one, the big one that dropped on Monday, Craig Council, uh decided to leave the Brewers. Yeah. Well, not to the Mets, because the Mets hired Carlos Mendoza, who was the bench coach for Aaron Boone, who was just kind of Aaron Boone light. Uh, they did not, he did not go to anywhere else. You know, I think the other one was the Angels he was rumored to. He was, he was rumored to a couple teams. None of those teams. He went to the Cubs, who fired David Ross, which surprised the heck out of me. Um, and he, I mean, Council got top. He gave Council a lot of money. And I think, and I, I like what Joel Sherman was saying on MLB Network and saying, you know, these guys, pe- people want to get mad at the GMs, but the man, everyone talks about the manager. The managers deserve to get paid a lot of money because they're the ones who have to deal with all of the. Yeah, the front office may be dictating it, but guess who has to answer the questions to the media? The the manager. Not the GM. The GM barely doesn't you know media. It's the it's the it's the manager. Right. Um. Stephen Vogt got hired by the Guardians. Um, great I, hiring. I knew he was going to be a manager. The the second he retired, he said he was going to go into coaching, and he did. You know, he was the manager's bullpen coach. I think like quality. Yeah. You know, with the quality control role, and now he's the manager. I think it was a great hiring. I for think the it, I think it was too. Yeah. I think there could be some growing pains with him as a manager. I think you have to give him a year or two to get used to the job, and then maybe maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Uh, we mentioned Mendoza, so that's kind of that's all the guys have been hired. Then you get some openings. All right, the Angels did uh, they did interview Ron Washington, which that would be really cool to have him return to Arlington as a manager, and we could give him a standing ovation now. I think that would be really cool yeah. to have him return. I, I still would you know wouldn't boom anything. He was a great manager for us. Um, obviously, Buck Showalter has been a huge rumor for them. Uh, Ray Montgomery. I'm sorry, Benji Gill, who's their bench coach. I'm sorry, who's their infield coach? It's the article is messing up here to see where I have who who everyone is. Benji Gill, he's been with them for a few years now. Um, I think he was a base coach at one point, and now he's infield coach. So he's moved up with that team. He knows that he knows the Angels team. Uh, Bench coach Ray Montgomery are their that's their internal candidates that they're thinking about. Um, Some of the external candidates would be Dodgers third base coach uh, Dino Ebel, who is uh, so they could go the Chris Woodward route, go with the Dodgers' third base coach. Hopefully it works out the same for them as it did for us. Sorry, no no, yeah. no offense to Chris Woodward. Uh, Braves' third base coach, Ron Washington. And then uh, Gary DeSarcina, who has been the Nationals' third base coach. And then this would be the most Artie Moreno thing ever if they decided to hire someone that was a former player. <laughs> I don't know these guys are coaching anywhere, but Torrey Hunter, Darren Erstad, and Tim Salmon are all rumored. Like, that would just be the stupidest thing ever. I hope they do it. I, <laughs> I do, too. I hope they do it. Uh, the Astros, they have an opening as well. Joe Espada and, of course, Alex Trone are kind of their big internal candidates. I think it's going to be one of those two guys, personally. I think, I think it would be a big mistake if they went with somebody else. Obviously, Ron Washington was rumored for that job, potentially. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Omar Lopez, who's their third base coach. You know he's managed in the club in in their minor league system, so that's a candidate. Braves, um, uh, some other candidates are Braves coaches Walt Weiss and Eric Young. You know they've both worked with Dana Brown when he was with Atlanta, their GM. So those are some options for you. And the Brewers, um, they're definitely looking at. I, I think they should go with a former manager, and I don't think a first time manager would be good for them. So I think they want to try. And, I think Kapler or Don Mattingly, or if they really want to give a big. Middle finger to the Cubs and hire <laughs> David Ross. I think it'd be the funniest thing ever. I think it'd be awesome as a baseball fan that's not in that rivalry to just sit back and watch. Right. Um, and then the Padres also rumored to be in on Benji Gill, and then I uh, but I think they're going to go with Mike Schilt, who was the good manager for the Cardinals, and they fired him. That was the weird kind of like, why are you firing Mike Schilt? He's done a good job, but I think. It was, I think it was philosophical differences between the managers. So it's like, of oh, course. so the GM's a nerdy moneyball guy mm-hmm. and Mike Schilt's a little more the old school person. Right. Yeah. And I want to give my two cents on managing, and I want to point something out. The last five World Series champions have all been the... And I know Dave Roberts is an analytics nerd, but he's also the former player. He's, he's a little more old school than some of the guys like Kevin Cash. He, I think Dave Roberts has leaned more into analytics more and more over the years. And it's been a problem. But you look at okay, four of the last five World Series champions. Dave Martinez in 19. 2021, it was Dusty Baker. I mean, that's not Brian snefker Last year, Dusty Baker. This year, Bruce Bochy. So four old school managers, four of the, you know, traditional you GM, you give me the players, and I, the manager, manage the players on a day-to-day basis. And they've won four of the last World Series. Four or five. Four of the five. So Clearly there's a trend. There's a trend here. And if you want to go back, Alex Cora won and eighteen, hench in 17, 16, Joe Madden. And fifteen, it was uh, Ned Yost, who, you know, for the for the Royals. And then Bochi. I look. Yeah. And then um, I'm blanking on yeah, the Bochi a few more times going down I'm, the line. I'm blinking on the thirteen Red Sox's name. And I just heard it a couple days ago, but I'm forgetting again because it wasn't it was John something, I believe. Obviously, you know, 2012. Hey, look, Bochy again. 2011, 20 Larusa. Hey, look, Bochi again. <laughs> you know, you can keep going back, and guess what? You're going to continue to find the old uh, American, old school, traditional managers. There's a trend that those teams win the World Series. The Moneyball nerds, and look, I'm I'm a nerd. I like the statistics, but I also believe that I believe in the GM to be an analytical nerd, who then hires a traditional manager that he trusts. Chris Young is an analytical nerd. He's a nerd. He's Princeton's super intelligent guy. He hires Bochy. Not that Bochy's unintelligent, but he hires the traditional guy that can manage the team on the day-to-day basis and lets him do his job and lets him do his job. Yeah. And they they have meetings. I'm sure Chris Young they have their you know their pregame meetings. Hey, look, you know I'd like to see this, and we have this as a matchup, and we have this. But that's that's all that that is. Right. So
1: you know he's essentially just saying, listen, I'm here. Yeah, I'm but, here, Boach, Go out there
0: and do your job. You Once that first pitch is thrown, it's all from Bruce Bochy. Yeah. It's all in his brain. Yeah. And Mike Maddox and, you know, all those things. Of course. Tim of guys. course. We have the MVP finalists. I'm sorry, the award finalists. Um, MVP is, A-L, you know, Otani, Seager Simeon. Probably going to be Otani. I mean. Um, NL MVP, yeah. Acuna, versus Freeman. Probably Acuna. Uh, AL Cy Young, Cole, Gosman, Gray. Probably cool. going to be Cole. NL Cy Young, probably going to be Snell. Mm-hmm. But I could see an argument for Gallon. But you know, the other one's Sonny, and the other one is Logan Webb, who's, hey, it's cool, you're a finalist, but, you know, no. It's not one of yeah. yeah. A L Rookie of the Year, I uh, don't want to talk about it. It should be Josh Young, but, you know. It's going to be Gunnar Henderson. It's going to be Gunnar Henderson because they, yeah. they love the Orioles. Uh, a L Rookie of the Year is going to be Corbin Carroll, 100%. Um, and for all the people that are saying Elliot Dela la Cruz, no. No, he yeah. did not have a good year. Yeah. He had a good, he had a Lynn sanity run. He showed that he has all of the traits to be a superstar.
1: Yes, and there just needs to be more consistent. Yeah, with that. I mean that plate discipline needs to. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think, I think, you know, he's he's the future for them for sure. Yeah, he is. And he's he's awesome.
0: Ale Manager of the Year, Bochy, Cash, Hyde. It should be Bruce Bochy, but it's going to probably be Baron Hyde. That's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, a Manager of the Year, it's
1: probably all I be. see is a total of a. 5 0 versus so two other, mar- yeah, or know. other right. managers. See? In a manager of the
0: year, it probably, I could see it probably being any one of these guys. I would pick Schumacher because that Marlins team was not very good. I mean, good, it could, it could be anyone. Won. I mean,
1: Snicker having, you know, that Braves team. The best team. And then, mm-hmm. and then Council. I think it'd be really it,
0: funny if Council won it and his, you know, <laughs> just dipped. I think it'd be really funny. I think
1: that's the hardest one out of all the awards. I feel like all
0: yeah. the awards for at least. When it comes to players, is kind of one sided. Yeah, that's the one where you got to think about it. Then you had the Gold Glove award winners announced in the National. We start the National League here. Wheeler, Zach uh, exactly Wheeler won it for the, you know, the pitcher. Gabriel Moreno, Christian Walker, Nico Horner, Brian Hayes, Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Brent Brenton Doyle, which was you know kind of a surprise for me. Uh, Fernando Tatis, and then Hassan Kim won the utility. So I think you know you see a couple Chicago guys. Couple, of, you know, couple of Arizona guys, you know, a couple of San Diego guys. You have you, you have a trend here mm-hmm. in the American League. You got a little bit of another trend. Uh, Barrios won it for the pitcher. Our man Jonah Heim won it in catcher. Best, he's probably the best catcher in the American League. Arguably the best catcher in the in the league itself. I mean, the guy can hit and he can you know yeah. play defense. Nathaniel Lowe, I'm happy for him. He deserves it deserves deserves. You know, he he took a little bit of a hit on his hitting this year, but I think it's one of those year one. You win the Silver Slugger. Year 2, you win the Gold Glove, year 3 you win both. Yeah. Um he is the finalist for the Silver Slugger. He's probably not going to win it, but it'd be funny if he did. Uh Andres Jimenez won at second base, Chapman mm-hmm. won at third base, Volpe won at shortstop. No, no, no. No, Jimenez was worthy, but I think I mean Look, I think Jimenez should have won that. Chapman should have won it at third base. Volpe was better than Seager and Jimenez was debatable. So we can debate. The other two, no. Chapman and Volpe were better. I would love to use the playoff as an excuse and say, well, look what Young and Seer did in the playoffs because they had some of the best defensive plays in the playoffs. Yeah. But you just can't. I have to be unbiased whenever we do this, and unfortunately, yeah. that's what it, it does. I'm, uh, not saying, I'm not saying they're not worthy. I just think No, that, yeah, yeah, I know you're not. Yeah. Steven Kwan won it in left field. Kiermeyer won it in center field. And, of course, Duel's Garcia. The Rangers were not done. Right field, well-deserved one of the best arms in the game yeah. and can run and go get, you know, he, he can go get the baseball. He can rob home. He can do a little bit of everything. And then Mauricio Dubon, that was the right pick, a utility for them. So, that's your gold. lovers. Silver Slugger finalists were announced. Now, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I'm going to kind of eyeball this a little bit. Um, First base, this is uh, American League. Casas, Diaz, Low. is probably beyond to Um, yep. s- Second base, it should be Simeon, but I mean, it should be third base. I thought Josh Young; his injury kept him from this. It'll probably. It's be, gonna be. It's gonna be. Honestly, I, I, I'm it, gonna pick Devers just because it's 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 Rafi.
1: I think it's gonna be Isak Paredes. It could be. It, I think there's a lot of guys here. I mean, I you know, screw I'm a screw Bregman right now. I, I, <laughs> I, I think I think JRM has a good shot of it too. I yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think i'm I'm putting away that Ash was hate for this. I just really think that Bregman doesn't really have a chance versus the other guys right um i think I think it's be pretty. I think he's a sleeper pick for this, but I think he deserves it
0: okay uh short if it is not cru <laughs> we we we're we're, 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 we're we're gonna fight yeah. I'm gonna have a fight with the writers just people outfield a rosarena, Garcia, judge Robert Julio, Santander, and Tucker. all right. a Rosarena, Garcia. And probably I'm gonna go Julio, but it could. It, a Rosarina Garcia have to be. I think two of the three. Anyone else? I think. And then the third one. I don't care. Why not Kyle Tucker?
1: Sure. I mean, over Rosarina. Why just, does Rosarina have to be? a Why is he a automatic pick? Because
0: I, if I remember his numbers correctly, he had a really amazing season. He
1: did, but I don't think the average was there. I don't think the home runs were down a little. I think Kyle Tucker had a, just a better year.
0: Well, the problem with it, Tucker, yeah, okay, all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tucker, Rosa Reyna, Garcia.
1: my three? I'm going Tucker, J. Rod, and Garcia.
0: Okay. Uh, Astros fan. Um. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm no, go listen. I
1: will always. It sucks that guys like I, I have to say this because I bring it up with my friends all the time. It sucks like guys like Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez are on the Astros. Yeah, it does. Because I love them. I love watching them play.
0: They are fantastic players, but. I can't like them because they're on the Astros. And I tell you what about, so the catcher is Salvador Perez, Cal Raleigh, and Rutschman. Now, let's let's look at these. Rutschman, deserving. Deserving. 20 bombs, 277. Yeah. No no problem with that. Cal Raleigh, 30 bombs, 232. He's a complete slugger. I'm okay with it because it's the 30 bombs. 30 bombs from the catchers a little bit. Well, you think 30 home runs. Well, that's high, but mm, it's the catcher. You don't get that from Salvador Perez test. over Jonah Heim though. Sal Perez was the one that really kind of made me go, really? He was better than Heim. Yeah. I just don't see it, but okay. Look, Heim won the gold glove. We'll we'll deal with it. I think it's Adley's reward though. And then the DH, yeah, I I'd probably it should probably be Rutschman, I'd imagine. Yeah, so it's at Adley. Mean. Yeah. Uh Jordan Shohei. Is it weird that it's closer than it? Should be it probably will be Yordan because this is pure hitting. Really, this is this is pure hitting. I would pick Yordan. I'm picking Otani, but we'll see. I, I think Yordan has a great shot. And then utility is Drury, Henderson, Paredes, and Merrifield. This will probably be Gunner because they love the Orioles. But you know, <laughs> sure. And then you know, National League, we got Alonzo Freeman Olson. I think it's got to be Matt Olson. I think it's gonna be Matt Olson. I mean, I mean if you have what fifty. 50, I mean, I mean, 54 home runs. I mean, Freeman is a finalist for the MVP. But, you know. Well, of course. But that also counts yeah. defense. This is pure hitting. I mean, Freeman at 331 with 29 home runs. I mean, yes, 54 is a lot. 389 OVP.
1: What was that 281 average, 283
0: average? That's, I mean. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. It'll be, there, there's, there is no right answer between those two. And then poor that was just kind of there. Polar Bears a monster, but not, not, not compared to those. Guys. Albie's Arise, Marte. If it's not, at Arise, I riot. That personally, I just think he was the best. You I can mean, take away the. If, mean, you, if you look at power. I mean, you hit 354. I think you should be the best hitter. I'm sorry. I know yeah. batting averages and everything, but what did Albie's hit? Albie's hit 280. That's great. I think they to get 33, like 33 home, runs? home runs and 109. That's great. That's wonderful Ribby. for you. And Marte, fine hitter. Had a tear in the postseason. Hit 276, 25 home runs. But 354. I there's the reach there reaches a point to me, anything 350 and above that's outstanding. I don't care if you're a nerd or not, that's outstanding. Third base Arnato Machado Muncie Riley, probably gonna be Riley. Riley, yeah. Um, shortstop, don't know how Bogart's got on there. Lindor <laughs> Swanson Turner, probably gonna be Lindor. Um, either him or Swanson. I, mean, I wish Trey was as dominant as he was the whole year. Or as he was in the WBC. Yeah. I mean, Lindor, 31 homers, hit 254. It'll probably be Lindor. Looking at Swanson's numbers, it'll probably be Frankie. Uh, outfield, Acuna, Betts, Bellinger, Carroll, Schwarber, Soto, Suzuki. Acuna, Acuna Betts, and uh, in... Bellinger. Hit 300. I love Corbin Carroll, but no. Yeah. Catcher. You gotta take away the average from Kyle yeah. Schwarber. That's unfort that's the unfortunate part for him. Catcher, William Contreras, Sean Murphy, JT Real Muto, Will Smith. Probably gonna be I don't think Sean Murphy. You don't think Sean Murphy? I don't think so. I could see Real Muto. I'm getting all the numbers up, so it's taking you know a second. Nope, that's the wrong player. We already got him. And then Will Smith. Ha ha. Murphy. Good season. No, we're gonna eliminate you. Real muto? I mean, He's up there. Contreras had the, had the batting average, has some pop. It's I'm, tough. I'm going to give it to Real Muto, but that's just me. I don't really have a say. I'll go with you. DH, Harper, Martinez, Ozuna, Soler. JD Martinez. You're going to go JD? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's either him or Harper. Well, it's more of the two guys. Utility, Bellinger, Betts, Kim, Steer. This is the thing about utility, is like Betts could win it for the outfield and for the utility. You'd be a two time, you'd be two silver. I'm just going give it to I Bellinger. Mean, I I'd actually rather give it to Kim or Steer because of trying to give it to somebody else. I mean Kim. I mean d- they're not going to win it, but you like them to win it right. because you don't want some guy to win it twice. But Steer has an argument, but that's your Silver Slugger Awards. Okay, baseball took a little while there, and I, now, it, yeah, I mean this was our first episode after yeah, the, World, the World, Series. World Series, so it was going to be a little bit a little bit longer. So we're gonna here we go, Alice Stars. It looked good. We're going to, I hate to kind of just flip it on everybody here, but we kind of, you know, stars, a little bit of a slow start to the month of November, but I think they'll get back on track.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, two game losing streak, but versus good teams, Canuck, good, a good Canucks team, a good, obviously a great Bruins team. Yeah. Some close losses.
0: Some and games we, that they could have won. And we got Columbus uh, tomorrow night, 6 yep. 30. So we'll hopefully they can get back on track. Uh, Mads, is, that, is, that, is that here or in Columbus? That's uh, in Columbus. Yeah, okay. had three straightaway games upcoming up Columbus, Winnipeg, and Minnesota. I go back up to the place in the wild. That All right, fun. Mavs have played really well. Um, of six and one. The one lost being in the tournament game. Into the best team. Into the best team yeah. to the Nuggets and Tim Hardaway is playing like six man of the year. You know, Lively is just the, the best. He, I think he's probably the most productive draft pick so far. I love Wimby from a from a floor standpoint.
1: Maybe for team needs. Team
0: needs. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. He's been. He's gonna be a candidate for rookie of the year. Well, of at of course. This point right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's one base award. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. but no, I mean, lively. If you're talking about just pure team needs and just pure defensive presence, it's lively. It's. I mean, for just a team that needed it. Yeah, for sure. M- Mavs needed that. We needed that guy to really be that anchor. Right.
0: And he's he's providing that. We got the Raptors tonight in Dallas. That should be a win right there. They're three and four. So hopefully we can keep this going. Yeah. You know, keep up the hot it's the never a
1: guaranteed win when it comes to this mass team. We're but
0: playing kind of like the first half of, this, of, this, of the uh, 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 of the game. Very bleh. Then we just second, second half. We just figure it out. I'll tell you though.
1: Scotty Barnes has looked unbelievable for Toronto. He has been unbelievable. He's How? clearly a candidate for most improved player. How would you grade Jason Kidd's coaching so far? Fine. I think fine. I mean, I think the not the nine man rotation that we have going on right now is fine. Um, I think there's guys that deserve a lot less minutes and there's guys that deserve more minutes. But listen, we're six and one. You can't you can't really complain. Because I know that he was the big complaint from Madden fans last year. And sure. I was just curious what you were, how you would grade him. Sure. I mean, he comes so in, you know, his first year, we go to the Western Conference Finals. You have a down year, you'd miss the playoffs. You get a top 10 pick. You don't really know how to judge right. things. This Based is off like, of two completely different seasons. This and year's kind this of year uh, is kind of just like, okay, well, he had one winning year. He had one losing year. Now it's kind of like, okay, how do you build off from last year? How do you get back on track to winning games and being successful? And I think he's, you know, he's taken that initiative to really step up and look better.
0: And I think he has. I mean, and I think the record's proving it. Six and one. All right. Hopefully we can, get, we can, we can keep this up against the Raptors. So. Yeah. And we got to get to uh, football. Fun football. Fun football. Yeah. Uh last week I need to really start. I need to get a winning streak going here because I'm struggling. I'm on the struggle bus. I'm clapping. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, clapping yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. At least we don't have He'll money. explain. He'll explain. Yeah. So uh week mm-hmm. nine, Titans at Steelers both got burned on that one. Steelers, Steelers got that one. Cowboys at Eagles, we will talk about last. So I'm gonna move that one last. Uh both got burned, obviously. Dolphins at Chiefs. He won, I lost, because I went against the Chiefs. Should never do that. Seahawks at Ravens. I got burned again. He got he was right. Uh here we go. It's doing a common theme in this one. This Baltimore team. Cardinals at Browns. I went the Browns, thankfully. I was, I was, I was good there. I got my first win. So did he. Texans, I love I'm telling you, man, this Texans team, I'm becoming a yeah. truther. I'm becoming a truther of this Texans team. And they beat the Bucs. You know, it was it was a good And game. C.J.
1: Stroud, a masterclass, 470 yards, five touchdowns. Stroud
0: is just, he's the dude pa- right now. Panthers
1: looking a little... Uh...
0: I, I wanted to bring up a point. <laughs> is Stroud an MVP candidate right yeah. now? I mean, yeah. he's got to be... I mean, I love Mahomes, but the no. MVP is not the most talented player. It's the most valuable player. I, and, I was
1: literally geez. talking about this with my friends right now, and there was a little bit of bias, and there wasn't bias in it. I said, why should Dak not be an MVP candidate right now? There's not really a quarterback out there that has been, oh yeah, this is the guy. He's 100% the MVP. There hasn't been that this yeah. year. Mahomes with over 10 interceptions already. Josh Allen's been, you know, with a lot of interceptions. Burrow's been injured. Burrow's been injured. Hasn't really been himself in the last and you know
0: last I, few weeks. He's been. I tell you what's weird is that I really wish Micah could have had a bet, had be have more sacks, because this would be his year to win an MVP uh, I award. think that Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill are the
1: front runners right now for MVP. I really think this is not, this is the year that I feel like it's not a quarterback
0: award. We will see. Yeah. It'll be interesting to come award me. There's still a, 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 most of the season, there's still, oh, one, of course, h- yeah, half, yeah, half, a to se- go. half a season left. But as of right now is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, Bears at Saints. Thankfully, I did not go with the Bears on this one. We both with the Saints. <laughs> Check mark there. Falcons at Vikings. Dang, Falcons. Just come on, man. I need something here. And they couldn't do it. What did, what did I pick? But, but uh, Vikings, <laughs> congrats on the Josh Dobbs, though. That Josh Dobbs is... I love Josh Dobbs. I, I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I hope that man gets a real chance yeah. to quarterback somewhere next year. Uh, maybe this is his chance right now. We'll see him. Mean, it's a good Vikings team still. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins, we don't know his stats yeah, for know. next year. Uh, Rams at Packers. I went to Packers. Check mark there. We're good. Uh, Commanders at Patriots. We both got burned on that one. Patriots are just... I, I it, it, it's bad. Yeah. Sorry, really New bad. England fan. It's bad. Uh, Colts at Panthers. We both went the Panthers. At least we both got burned on that one. Giants at Raiders. I went the Giants. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I like this Raiders coach though. I really like this this Raiders yeah, coach. He he sounds like a good. He sounds like a head coach. You see the locker room environment after the yeah, game. Yeah, the locker room. And I think the biggest one for me was him. You know, all the. I don't know if you know this. The practice squad players got sideline passes. Or they got to like be, in, or they got to be in uniform. Or they got to do something. Someone was like, "Why'd you do that?" And he said, "They bust their tail for us every week. Why shouldn't they get some kind of reward?" And plus, I want them to see what it's like. I want them to feel like they're more a part of it. So that way, it, it, it motivates them to work harder. Yeah, he's just a coach that, that really spot. cares about that team. I like that, and I think he could. I really think right now, if I was the Raiders, if they finish out like I think they could with this coach, they got some talent on that team. Yeah, they it's do. Not, it's not the, the year's not dead. They just. They committed the cardinal sin of hiring a head coach and hired Joshua Daniels. Yeah. Uh, Bills at Bengals. We both went to Bengals, um, and we both were correct there. Chargers at Jets. Chargers just killed the Jets. And Rodgers looks like he's... (laughs) It's unbelievable. Rodgers, I don't know how to put it, but... Now to the Cowboys and Eagles. Nice. I, I like how I got everyone right,
1: and never you never got I, when I got when I got one wrong. You never got one right. Mm-hmm, I like I mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. I
0: think yeah, we yeah, should yeah. keep it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Keep, keep, keep talking. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we have got a good part of the year to go. That Cowboys Eagles game was just. I, I'm trying to. I may have to say a couple times here that the Rangers are World Series champions, just to keep myself happy, because I was pissed, and I think I was a lot of Rangers. And look, as and I. <laughs> Just, I'm going to make it sound so so almost comical. As a former player, you know, <laughs> a, as someone who has played football, and I think anyone else has played football, or any related really team sports, you never want to blame the refs. Because even though the refs can be awful, complete just awful, it is very difficult to say, if the refs do their job, we win this game no matter what else we do. because Because in any game, I don't care how perfect you played it, you still had things you did wrong. Every single game, it does not matter. One of the things that is one of the things that I've always made Bill Belichick such a good coach in New England was he would always single out the bad plays. Even they, they you know, they could have won forty to nothing, and they and in the first film, you know, the first play that, that he's going to play in the team room is going to be the one where everyone screwed up. That's just you know, and, and I like that philosophy because you you always, there's always room to get better. There's no such thing as a perfect game. You know, there's always even even from a quarterback, you complete thirty of thirty passes. I guarantee you, there was a read you missed or touchdown, you missed, or something like that, right? It, always. But the refs, it really felt like we got screwed. Yeah, It's one of the few games where I came out of it going, if the refs had properly done their job, we would have won this football game. And I don't say that often. It's the first time I've said it this year. I think I've said on a lot of the games, if the refs had done their job, it would have been closer, or it would have been better, or I was pissed at the refs. But in this one, it just... It was it truly affected the outcome in my opinion. And
1: if you didn't see the game and that result, and I showed you the stat lines of each
0: player for each team, you think the Cowboys won? You right? think the Cowboys have won by ten plus? Uh, Schoonmaker's touchdown. That was a touchdown. Uh, it, should, it it wasn't really a touchdown. I mean, it was no. Close. He, he was short. He was short. But it was pass interference. It was clear. Oh, sorry. It was it was, it was a two point conversion. Yeah. Or oh, no, what was a touchdown, wasn't it? No, that was the that fourth was, down, that was the fourth down. That was the fourth down. were talking about when Dak stepped yeah, out of bounds on the two point conversion. Da- Dak was a two point conversion. And that everyone was like, oh man, Dak gotta have better awareness. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let me ask you a question. He's if he's one step to his left, he's getting tackled. From what I remember, I haven't I haven't been able to watch the film yet. But if he's one step to his left, he's getting tackled. There is no more room for him. He's screwed. There's nothing he can do. I don't blame Dak for that. Now, if he had done it and there was no one around, that's different. That's you being a you know making a bonehead move. Right. This is not. This is him trying to avoid it and just happen to be a couple inches over you know over. Scootermaker play the Gilmore one. Yeah. Just... I leapt out of my seat and if I hadn't been my grandparents, there would have probably been thirty f bombs said. I mean, it was awful. Terrible. How do you call pass interference? <laughs> call? Yeah. I don't get that. The the miscall holding on Micah. Look, I love Jason Kelsey. I can't stand him. I hope he loses. I hope that he loses every game for his career. I hope he gets pummeled. I don't want him to lose his career. I don't want you know, a man to lose his ability to earn money for his family. But I hope he feels pain. I hate him. Because he's such a likable guy, but he's so in—he's so into the whole Philly thing that it pisses me off. <laughs> and I, I want to grab some pads and go hit him. Like, I, I want to... I know I was an offensive lineman, but I want to become a defensive lineman just to go one-on-one against him. Pisses me off. Because I guarantee you, if you ask him, well, oh, it wasn't holding, I was just doing... No, that was... You had him by a shoulder blade. That's holding. That's awful. And then they called holding on Schoonmaker on a big run. That's not holding. If you have a guy, and I unfortunately this is part of the thing I I wish we, I wish we had a camera, and I wish I could show everybody, Chase can see what I'm doing. If you have a guy in between his tit and pit, in, right here, in, right 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 from his armpit, you have him right there, and he's in your body frame. That is what you're taught. That is what we are taught from high school up. Inside the armpit, right, you know, by the, the what, what men call their pectoral, <laughs> right there. You get them right there, and you—and if you keep them within your body frame, because the, where the holding comes in is even if your hands are there, if they move to your left or right and you don't move, so then this happens, right, and they go across, now that's holding. But if you move with them and they're within your frame, that's never a holding call. Okay. Yes, he's grabbing his pad. That's why it looks like they're moving, and then they're going to say that he threw him. or That's called a pancake. We're taught to put them on the ground and, you know, celebrate. That, that's a great play. And they called holding on it. The, I mean, as, as, a, as someone who was taught how to block properly, it really pissed me off. Because I'm like, that's wrong. He, that's what you're taught to do. If it was something where you're just trying to do a little something extra and get called for it, that's different. He did what he was taught, and you still called it on him. The Eagles are possibly the worst 8-1 team I have ever seen in my life. They are not a good 8-1 and one team. They're a pretty—they're about where we are. They—we—our records should be flipped with our one loss probably being to San Francisco instead of the Niners and the Eagles and—, and the Cardinals. And the Cardinals. Losing to San Francisco, that was fine. We got our—we got the—we yeah. our, we, 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 we got our teeth kicked in. That's That's different. Cardinals was should have had it. This one was you got screwed. You got and then and then there was early in the game uh, Jalen Hurts the first tush push. He was short like three yards, meaning they probably don't do a tush push. They oh probably right, punt it. Yeah, exactly. Now that was more on McCarthy for not challenging. And McCarthy made mistakes because you had it chance to win late in the game on your pl- on the plus six on your six or their sorry their six, and you run a quarterback draw. McCarthy's play calling late was bad. Now, I liked the fake spike. It was just, it felt like everything compounded. It was just, it was bad. It was this awful. was just a game where happen. I was upset. I wasn't like, I wasn't as upset as
1: I was for previous losses. Like, this is a game where I was like, well, we lost because of the refs. This is not the, because the Cowboys played bad. Yeah. The Cowboys and the, well, no. Steel played bad. Steel, Steel played was, bad. Steel was getting worked by Hassan Reddick, but that's, but hey, you can work on Dak that. was phenomenal. Dak outplayed Hurts. Um, CD was phenomenal.
0: The defense was good. It, it's a game you should win. It, it was. It what that was what pissed me off was that that should be a win in our column, and yet it's not. The Eagles have found a way to squeak by every all of their wins this year. I don't think they have really won anything. It was a blowout? No, up. they have not. They barely beat the Patriots, and it, it just. It, it, I don't want to say they're getting bailed out by the rest, but every game I seem to watch. Remember the one last last week? I think it was against the Dolphins, right? No, the commanders last week. And and oh, no 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 or or the, not, the one against the dolphins. Oh. Remember? I think it was Darius Slayer Bradbury grabbed the Dolphins by his face mask. And nothing. Nothing. It was Terry was Kill, Waddle, it was somebody. And nothing, not hands of the face. The one on Gallup. That's hands of the face. And you you picked it up. You saw it. And so did and I don't like being a conspiracy theorist, but you can't. Watch that game and not help but think, is there something going on? I'm not trying to make an excuse for the Cowboys and say that the league is corrupt, but yet you have to think it has to cross your mind at some point during that game that the refs have been told to not call as much on the Eagles and call more on us or or sorry on other teams. it's not it's, this is not just our games, other games right. they've gotten this we were stuff. just having to watch this game. How many holding calls were not called on them? I, a lot. A lot. And, of course, the Eagles players are playing, you know, blind man. Oh, I don't know. We're not doing it. Yeah, you are. And Nick Sirianni has such a punchable face. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to just give him a right hook. I like how all Cowboys fans think I the would, exact same way. But you know what? I love him as their coach because it makes him so much more. It, makes it, it just adds more hatred. You know, I mean? It was hard to hate. I couldn't hate Dusty Baker. But I could hate Nick Sirianni. You know what I mean? It's that thing. I couldn't. I didn't really hate Doug Peterson. I hate Nick Sirianni. I, I want, like, Micah Parsons to run full speed, miss a tackle, and hit him. <laughs> anyway. Miss a tackle. Anyway, moving to Week 10. We have a Dynamite Thursday matchup in the Panthers and the Bears. <laughs> um,
1: and this, this feels was ruled out, so it's Bayesian, Tyson Bayesian again. Listen, just to just to help each other out, whoever you go with, I'll go with the other one.
0: I don't know who to go with. Cause like I could see I'll the, help you out. Cause I, I could see the Panthers being bad and the Bears being good. because There have been games where the Panthers have been bad, and there's been games where they've been good. And there's been games where the Bears have been good and they've been bad. So it's which team shows up is the key. I am going to pick the Bears. But that is me. That's good because I am going you to take the Panthers. Panthers. Okay. Yeah. Giants at Cowboys. I swear, if this is not a route, I'm going to. Listen, we say,
1: no, listen. We, it was the same way when it going in week, week three. I, I, I'm take care of business. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going take Cowboys though. Take care of business.
0: You sure you want to go Giants <laughs> to, 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 to differ from me? I'm going Cowboys. Uh, Colts at Patriots. You know, I almost want to go New England just because it's Bill against the Colts, and there's that you know that hatred there um, for the, for for the Colts. I'll, I'll go first. I'll take the Patriots. But you're gonna, you're really going to take New England? Yeah, I am. I'm going to take. Gonna take the Colts. We'll see. Hopefully, this is the week where I can catch up. Uh, I swear, if, I swear, (laughs) if the Patriots just, I'm I'm going to go piss. Texans at Bengals, I want to say the Texans. I do. I could see them walking in there and winning a game.
1: Like, it just feels like. They got that swagger now. But going into Cincinnati, who they're finally. Well, I wouldn't say fully healthy yet because, you know, Jamar Chase is questionable. I'm going to pick the Bengals.
0: As of right now, I'm going to take the Bengals as well. Yes. All right. Packers at Steelers, an old Super Bowl matchup here. An, an interesting one. I'm going to pick the Packers on the road, but that is that is me. I'm going Steelers. You want Steelers? All right. Titans, Buccaneers. I'm going to go Will Levis. He played, he's played really well. I'm going to go Levis. They name him the full starter. I think he's got that team. I'm going Levis. I'm going Buccaneers. You're just going to... You don't have to differ. No, from I'm me. going Buccaneers. Okay. I mean, they
1: lost to a Texans team while still putting up 33,
0: 36 points. All right, the no, offense is clearly there. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it the Browns that beat the Ravens earlier in the year? Didn't the Browns like just destroy them? If I'm not mistaken, I know the Steelers I, beat them. Right? Or the am I won like a bad? Like I don't remember if they've played yet. Or am I? Am I wrong? There. Sorry, everybody. I'm we're, we're checking because I could have sworn it was like week two. And the Ravens just got killed. Maybe I'm I probably wrong. Schedule? No,
1: the Colts beat the Ravens by three in overtime, and then the Steelers won by seven. They have not played. Oh no, sorry. The three? Ravens
0: killed the Browns. When week four? Yeah, one twenty-eight to oh, three. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was the Ravens. I remember it was a game where one of them got killed. And now they're home. So you got to think Browns. that the Ravens, the Browns, are pissed from that. But I can't rule against the. Browns. I'm not betting against the Ravens right now. I'm going Baltimore. Me neither. I'm with you on that one. At least we'll be both people wrong. Niners or the Jaguars? I mean, the Niners have just falling off a cliff. The Jaguars are on the rise, but I think the Niners get things done here. Yeah, they got
1: come up, coming off their bye week. I think Debo Samuel is back now. I think mean, they get things done. Yeah, give me the Niners.
0: Saints at Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings. At home, Josh Dobbs. I'm riding the Cinderella story here. Go, Go, go with what you want, dude.
1: You're no, good. I know, I know. It's just, it's tough to think. I don't think Jefferson's going to be back. I'm going to go with the Saints. All right.
0: Falcons at Cardinals. Murray's back. I think that's going to work against them. I'm going to go Falcons. Yeah, I'm going Falcons. Lions at Chargers. Give me the Lions. Give me them. Bite. I'm going to bite them kneecaps off. That's a tough one there. That's a tough one, but Lions coming off their bye. Give me the Lions. Commanders at Seahawks. Give me the Hawks. Pretty Pretty easy pick there. You can go with the, I'll go Seahawks. go Seahawks. All right, Jets at Raiders. I'm going Raiders, man. I really think this coach, he's figured something out. I'm gonna go with Raiders.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just can't bet on Zach Wilson. All right, to throw
0: five total yards the whole game. So I'm going. I'm going with Raiders. A bad Monday Night Football matchup. I mean, the Broncos beat the Chiefs, but I think that was a lot of just we want we we need to beat this one team. I'm going Bills.
1: Yeah, I'm going Bills.
0: So hopefully the Cowboys can take care of business. Hopefully we don't, and hopefully. And the Eagles are on by this week. So they can't lose. Hey, look, the Reds yeah. can't help them out. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind <laughs> you that the Texas Rangers are your World Series champion. We have to make sure to remind everybody of that. Thank you so much for listening. I know that I had a lot of people waiting on this episode um, because it was the World Series. No one hear what I had to say. So, uh, you know, that's it's, it's been a great episode. We will talk to you guys next week yep. about everything. And, again, baseball, still the offseason, you know, eventually the Hall of Fame stuff. So we'll, we'll get into all that. But see you guys next week. See you later.